A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. The Passover of the Jews was near, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. In the temple he found people selling cattle, sheep and doves, and the money changers seated at their tables. Making a whip of cords, he drove all of them out of the temple, both the sheep and the cattle. He also poured out the coin of the money changers and overturned their tables. He told those who were selling the doves, take these things out of here. Stop making my father's house a marketplace. His disciples remembered that it was written, zeal for your house will consume me. The people then said to him, what sign can you show us for doing this? Jesus answered them, destroy this temple and in three days I will raise it up. They then said, this temple has been under construction for 46 years, and will you raise it up in three days? But Jesus was speaking of the temple of his body. After he was raised from the dead, his disciples remembered that he had said this, and they believed the scripture and the word Jesus had spoken. When he was in Jerusalem during the Passover festival, many believed in his name because they saw the signs that he was doing. But Jesus, on his part, would not entrust himself to them, because he knew all people, and needed no one to testify about anyone, for he himself knew what was in everyone. I was very proud for many years to call the author Daniel O'Leary my friend. We would often meet in a street not too far from where we both lived, street full of independent coffee shops, and we would make our way from one to another and sit and chat, putting the world to rights, putting the church to rights, reflecting on the things that really mattered to both of us. Daniel was a very talented man and often gave retreats based around his books and reflections. By the end of a weekend, he would have led the participants into a deeper awareness of the presence of God. He himself had a great sense of the presence of God in the earth and in nature. His was not the faith of buildings and ritual or dogma, but a faith rooted, I guess, in his Celtic origins. He had a genuine love of nature and a passion for God's creation coupled with a, a sense of closeness that he felt existed between the natural and supernatural. He could see God everywhere, and particularly in the world of nature. There were few boundaries between the sacred and the secular for Daniel. He had a poet's heart and emotion, he loved solitude and silence, but was equally at home within a wild, charismatic gathering. He was kind, hospitable and generous, with the Irish warmth, wit and charm. He never ceased to remind me that God was within me, and to always be grateful that God had chosen to live within humanity. I think that sense of the presence of God 
is borne out in the Gospels. And if Jesus is the icon for humanity, then what is present within him is present within us. The Spirit of God has chosen to live within each one of us. The first place that Jesus visits in John's Gospel when he goes to Jerusalem is the temple. For the Jewish people, the temple was the sign of the presence of God. But Jesus finds that the place has been desecrated. People selling cattle, sheep and doves. The money changes everywhere. The temple had been turned into a place of commerce. And Jesus was enraged, making a whip out of cords. He, he drove them out of the temple, fulfilling the prophecy of Malachi, who told the people of Israel to turn away from the false gods of wealth and materialism. Instead of worshipping God, people were making an idol of money. The Sadducees were selling animals for sacrifice at an unjust price. The money changers were taking a, a big commission. And all of it was at the expense of the poor. It seems to me that we live in a society that isn't that much different than those who dealt in the temple. You know, certainly in the, the Western world, we are consumed by materialism, which has become our God. Instead of using money as a means to help people, to grow money has become an end in itself. And when they see what Jesus is doing, the, the merchants and the money changers rush to find the temple priests. And the priests want to know what right Jesus has to make such a, a commotion. You know, with what authority is he acting like this? What signs can you show us for doing this? Jesus answered, destroy this sanctuary and in three days I will raise it up. And their, their response was to mock him. How can you rebuild the temple? John often uses misunderstanding scenes to lead us to the truth. They thought he was talking about the physical temple. He was talking about his body. He was talking about the truth that those who believe in God become the temple of God. And all the, the goodness, love, compassion, healing and mercy of God, which was meant to be found in the physical temple, could now be found in him, could now be found in those of us who try to follow the Lord. It's almost as though he's saying, look at me, this is where God dwells. Would we have the courage, the strength to say that to anyone? Can you imagine what he did to a God-fearing Jew? You know, the whole of Judaism and the centrality of the, the temple, as well as their economic system, was being placed under threat by Jesus' claims. No wonder the authorities wanted to kill him. No wonder when we are really true to the presence of God within us, that authorities and systems and structures will want to kill us, maybe not physically, but to kill us in spirit, to mock us. Jesus is the word made flesh prophesied by Ezekiel, 
who saw life-giving and healing waters flowing out of the new temple. Jesus is that temple. And as we enter into relationship with him, we too become the dwelling place of God. You know, God is no longer up in the heavens, but is with us and within us. We are the temple of God's presence, but often we allow ourselves to become coarsened by bitterness, anger, resentment, and we lose sight of how precious we are and the gift that we are in the world. That's one of the reasons why I love the season of Lent, because it gives time and space to ask myself, what is it that has stopped me believing in the truth of God's presence within me? What is it that I need to let go of in order to become aware again of my beauty and wonder? What do I need to let go of that stops me being courageous and proclaiming the truth that God lives within me? Let's pray that as we journey through Lent, we might become more and more aware of how precious we are and how wonderful the treasure is within. <laughs>